Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And here with us is Ian Wynn. Hi guys, how are you? Yeah, doing good. Good, Ian. Good. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, nice to join you guys in this very salubrious office in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're only saying that because we gave you a beer, so uh, let's be honest. And nice beer as well. <laughs> so uh, today's main topic, which we'll get to later, is going to be all about franchising and, and Ian's had a long history with franchising and, and, and franchises, so we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but Tim, what, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Demo? Tim, how's your week? It's been great. Mm. Um, it's gone very fast. Um, I felt like I had something to add here, but um, not really. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll add something. Uh, <laughs> you can see we're well prepared here. <laughs> Tim's got lots of value, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing it all. I'm bringing it all today. So, um, I went to see Steve Martin and Martin Short hey. on Sunday. Oh, good. That's a great it one. It was great, yeah. yeah. It nice. was really funny. Um, the Steep Canyon Rangers, the band he tours with, played a couple songs in the middle, and there was a fiddle player that was particularly really good. Uh, he played like a five-minute solo on his fiddle, <laughs> which was... A five-minute fiddle solo. It just kept going. <laughs> it was great. Uh, but yeah, but they That's were really amazing. funny, just teasing each other the whole time. And it kind of reminded me of uh, why this podcast works so well, Tim. <laughs> Just cutting into each other every chance they can get. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. Nice um, cool. Yeah, so that was really good and that was my week in the Brilliant. city on, uh, on, on Sunday. I actually did think of one. Mm. I don't know why this didn't pop into my brain straight away. Yeah. It was my birthday on Monday. <laughs> it was your birthday on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Should we sing you happy birthday? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's not. Um, but well, yeah. Was it a big one? Uh, not really. It was pretty crude. So I turned 29. Okay. Um, so I'm winding down, basically. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm, I'm heading for my, my... One of my friends told me this is my, my first third life crisis that I'm heading towards. So, Your uh, third life crisis? Third life crisis. Turning 30. Third life year. crisis. Yeah. Did you have one Not at mid-life. 10 and 20? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, just, just going through one now. So, um, yeah, no, it was great. Um, and mum and dad... Very kindly uh, put a lovely <laughs> message on a podcast uh, Facebook post that we put out on social media. Um, Dan put up a photo and mm. my mum and dad posted on that saying, uh, happy birthday, Tim. Love <laughs> mum and dad. <laughs> Which was just awesome. So uh, thanks, mum and dad. So that, that did remind me, quick shout out to everybody who followed us again this week on yeah. Instagram. We've had another ball um, this week. I don't know if, if you've heard us say this previously, Ian, but... We had a deal that if you followed us on Instagram this week on our social media for the podcast, um, we'd send you a private message telling you one thing we like about you and one thing we don't. Um, most of these people, we don't know who they are, so we're just making these things up. Um, but it sparked some, awesome. really, some really good conversations and introducing us to people who, who listen to the podcast. So that's been really great. I think... This week. Have you answered them all? Yeah. Every single one of them, yeah. It's really fun to watch. Dan's been doing most of them. I did one. <laughs> yeah, Tim's and, done a uh, couple. That was fun. But um, yeah. 
Can you charge those hours out or not? <laughs> no. <laughs> not billable? No. Most of this has been done at like nine o'clock at night <laughs> while I'm about to go to sleep, just replying to all these messages. After a couple of ciders. Yeah, exactly. I just keep seeing them rolling through and thinking, surely they're not <laughs> like wanting a follow so that Dan sends a, one thing he likes, one thing he dislikes. But well, they, they are. are. They all are. <laughs> Almost every single one of them has, like last week we had a few who didn't know what we were talking about, yeah. but this week we had, there was definitely a lot who said, um, yeah, this is exactly why I followed you so I could get mm. this message. Um, Dan doesn't reply to my text messages, but he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan is the alpha, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. Oh, exactly. You picked it, Ian. You picked it. <laughs> <laughs> so I did want to give a quick shout out. Um, we did have a listener question that I want to quickly, uh, quickly address him, and okay, uh, sure. and that was. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was from Brendan. Yep. Uh, who wrote to us and said, if we could have a business other than an accounting one, one day, what would you do? Yeah, um, and I think this is a really good question because a lot of accountants in practice, Mm. um, they're dealing with clients with their own businesses and might be thinking, I could do a really good job of this. Mm. I feel like I could nail this. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely a conversation Dan, Dan and I have had a lot of times mm. and um, I'm not really sure what I would do, but I definitely know I would love to have a business of my own mm. one day. Apart um, from the one which we is, already you know, have. <laughs> I always say that, but like it doesn't, you know, a, a business other than accounting services. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to sell something. I feel a good. We nice. we even spoke about setting up a some type of inventory business, um, maybe even for the podcast with like yeah. selling wine or something. Yeah, that, that, that would just be fun to do on the side. It would be awesome. Um, yeah. So maybe one day we will we will do that. But we've definitely had this chat. Um, the good thing about being as an an accountant is that um, you kind of do get to almost help people run. All yeah. these different businesses and all these different industries. That's so it's it. kind of like we're doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, which is why we get so inspired when we see something that might work and go, oh, could, well, we could do that. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that as well, like with all the time we have in our we life. Need, yeah. yeah. We just need other skills or like, that's the thing. I feel like mm. oh, I could run a trades business so good. If, if only I could use a tool. <laughs> 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 or, um, wow, I could sell some awesome products. If only I knew a good product to sell. <laughs> So um, yeah, we could do the systems perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just not the um, not the actual task not the involved. Selling or they working? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but exactly. um, but Ian, Ian's. Yeah, I mean, you've sort of you've been at the head of a lot of businesses, and you're you're setting up a few at the moment, by the sounds of it. So yeah, is is there anything in particular you're an that you would have liked to to have done? Or, or a side hustle that's completely uh, different to something you can't think do. I'm a little bit similar to you guys. I like trades, but I can't build anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So selling the product, not sure about. But I suppose yeah. I think what you'd have to do is you've, you, you've got to use what you're good at and just mm. and not move too far true. outside of your lane, as they say. True, and and true. so uh, I think that with you, well, you know, with you guys, systems, really it comes down to something that... that mm. um, you can systemize really well and, yeah. and, and make efficient. And mm, I don't think it really matters what it is. It's just getting something that, that you think you can do a bit better than anyone else and yeah. having a crack at that. Something you might even have a passion for or enjoy. So mm. it, would be, it would be even better. Mm. Mm. But uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. So it was a good question. I just thought mm, very uh, good question. I liked it. Yeah, we'd, we'd answer it for you, Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about Brendan? <laughs> uh, what do yeah, you like about one. Brendan? <laughs> Hold on. Nothing. No, <laughs> I think he liked, he followed us a while ago. So, um, um, uh, the one thing I liked, 
is that he followed us because um, he was, I think, one of the first that uh, liked us from this thing. So sure. I think I was excited was by the fact that he, that he followed us. You thought he was going to be one of the only ones. Yeah. Um, what, the thing I don't like about him was that he took so long to do so because he only waited for the competition. <laughs> And also that he bungee jumped once, and that terrifies me. Actually, speaking about bungee jumping, my ten year, when my daughter was ten years old, yeah, she did the bungee jump in New Zealand. What? She, yes, really. Because which think one? The one on on Cara Gorge. Oh, that's mm. like the original bungee jump. The original isn't it? bungee, yeah. Oh wow! So that she had to be. I think it was 30 kilos and she was 31 or something. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is brave. She barely bounced back up. She just kind of... <laughs> was she scared? <laughs> she was quite scared, but um, she was very proud when she did it. Wow. And, um, That's a big achievement. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm it's terrified amazing. of heights. So, yeah, absolutely terrified. I can't see you doing that, Dan. No. I would really struggle. I would really struggle, but I think I could do it. I, I look at a Ferris wheel and I start sweating yeah, like it's yeah. just... <laughs> it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Uh, all right. Uh, business update. Business update time. Um, I've got a couple. So the first one is an email from Indeed I got this week, Mm -hmm. which is a job hiring website. Mm. Um, Something that was interesting to me, over the last three decades, the strongest um, employment growth has been in um, the industry of being, or the business, the employment of being a chef. (laughs) I got there eventually. You got there. So, but, but, but specifically high schooled chefs, yeah. because there's a demand in Australia and a growing demand for, um, for, I guess, good food and fine dining. Yeah, I think that's it's probably definitely risen with the demand for going out and venues and, and whatnot. Um, I wonder if this is a highest percent in like absolute value or percentage of what it originally was, because it could have gone from from one person to a thousand people and that's a you know a thousand percent increase in in, yeah. in these things or or has it they're not qu- yeah they're not that specific in there yeah but, no, it, uh, it reads a good headline though yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> I mean, it's just interesting it was just out of left field i was like hey, yeah. that's, that's quite different but it did make me think like i guess compared to 30 years ago all of the cafes and restaurants these days and the high standard that us as people eating food really mm. want from restaurants mm. um there, there has been a big change and I guess shows like MasterChef and things like that too. <laughs> Probably influence it a bit. For sure. Um, yeah. Anything and, else? Uh, there was. So there was a bit of an opinion piece from Accountants Daily, which was talking about um, the potential to bring in death taxes uh, based on, I guess, the current inequality in the housing market. Mm. So, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting one. I thought I'd bring it up because I know we have listeners of all ages, mm. shapes and sizes. So, death taxes. So, what was their mm. argument that the death tax would reduce housing? Because I think they're just people's saying, estates would be taxed at the I end. Or I just think they're saying that um, the inequality that's in the market right now isn't sustainable, and there's going to have to be something that's, I suppose, bridging the gap for young people to get mm. into the housing market. And I guess their perspective must be that maybe the government's going to get involved in some way, mm. um, but. Um, but yeah, I know it's a thing in a lot of other countries, like Germany, for example, have mm. a death tax, a tax on an estate. Mm. Um, well, that was the big scare during either the last election or the one before that, you know, they're all, you get text messages saying that they'd stop the death tax from happening. I don't think it was actually ever a thing that was yeah. going to happen, but but uh, people are scared of it. No, it's, it's an unpleasant thought. I mean, um, but at the moment, like, you don't even pay your help debt when you die. So... You um, pay you what debt? <laughs> <laughs> Spoken as a true baby boomer. <laughs> I'm no boomer. <laughs> I'm, no, 
I'm just putting you in a category. Yeah. <laughs> that's what my kids said to me, say, stop it, boomer. I was like, that's, 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 that's such a so good. Everyone uses it these days. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of hate in that word, I feel. But yeah, I don't know. Um, taxes, I mean, driving down values of properties, that's... It's a hard link. Mm-hmm. It's that's a strenuous a, link. That's a very, well, it's a very difficult thing for a government or... Yeah. A, yeah. You know, it wouldn't be popular. I can't imagine that would pass. It's just a very big issue in Australia. Impact and on growth. Mm. Exactly. Mm. We'll see what happens. Fascinating. I don't think that any government's going to ele- get elected. <laughs> I, I think we've got with enough issues in the economy at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Without uh, a death tax. Without a death tax. I think that would be the death with the death tax. <laughs> because I, I do think that house prices are really going to become under pressure in the next few years. Mm. For sure. Mm. That'd be good if they go down because I'm going to be buying a house <laughs> at the end of next year, most likely. So... Uh, that works well for me. Good forward planning there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Tim, cool. Tardust Tip. Tardust Tip of the Week. So, this week's Tardust Tip is a recap, actually, of a previous Tardust Tip, which a came recap. in handy for me this week. A recap? Yes. All right. Yes. So, I thought it'd be nice for our listeners. And Ian, I guess Ian might not have heard that Tardust Tip. I'm sure he's listened to a lot of our previous episodes. <laughs> um, so, there was a previous tip about um, ask and you shall receive. So you should always ask uh, for the best price that you can get. And I just wanted to tell my story from this week uh, <laughs> in which I saved almost 400 US dollars. Really? Nice. 400 US dollars. Nice. Yeah. So I'm planning... Are you tri- traveling? Yeah, I'm traveling. Exactly. I'm going to America in May next year and we're going to go camper vanning um, on <clears throat> Side the West note, Coast. You decided to camper van? Yes. Okay. We did. Yeah. So you could get an RV for three weeks for two thousand dollars, including insurance. And an RV is sort of the American dream if you're going to mm. go driving around mm. America. Awesome. Um, but two thousand US dollars. That's two thousand US dollars for three weeks. So it's pretty good. Although they're gas guzzlers, and you got to pay more for the site that you stay on. So um, we're a bit worried about driving around a truck on the wrong side of the road for three mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. in national parks where it's going to be like mountain roads and things like that. Mm. So uh, we really wanted a camper van. So I sent that quote to a camper van website, Escape Camper Vans. Actually, yep. give them a little shout out. Mm. And, um, and they were more than happy to give me a discount. And then I asked for another discount on one of the items, which is a one-way trip fee. And they came to the party. They gave me 50% off that as well. Saving me almost 400 US dollars. How good that? Well done. Yeah, which well I wouldn't done. have saved unless I asked. Good on you, Tim. Good advice. Good so on you. Do is Good advice. <laughs> Wrong one. There we go. So all I'm going to do is, I guess, be nice yeah. and ask the question. There's no harm. There is no harm. I think that's the trick. In being a tight ass. It's, it's not demanding it. It's, it's being nice and friendly and saying, hey... Can I get a discount? Exactly right. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Because you demand it, they might give it to you, but then they'll, they'll get you on the way back. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm. Yeah. There's uh, probably some way they're going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you've been you nice. <laughs> you've been nice. Yeah, no, be nice about it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well done, Tim. Thank you, Escape. Yeah, well done. Mm. Uh, all right. Let's uh, move on to our main topic, which is our chat with Ian today about uh, franchising and, and franchises. Um, now, Ian, you've had a lot of experience uh, in this area. Um, just so we all kind of know, where, what kind of experience have you had in the industry and, and what kind of things have you worked with before? Oh, thanks, Dan. Um, I've been mainly in food, but I, mm. I, I worked cool. uh, for Yum Restaurants, which owns KFC, Pizza Hut, uh, 
sumo salad um, yep. in, the, in the salad game, as you guys would know, and then a mm-hmm. porto in the chicken game. Um, yeah, right. And that was for about 15 years. Yeah. And then more recently ran a mortgage business, mortgage broking business, mm. um, which is a franchise mortgage broking business, but certainly in a different area than, than food for, yeah, for, for about sure. three years. So. Mm. I like that you called them the chicken game or the salad game. Good games. Very true, Dan. Very true. Uh, yeah, so that's um, so that's going to be the topic today. And I think, uh, yeah, we're going to draw on your knowledge and experience here because there are a lot of people out there who go either get a franchise or even considering franchising their business. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, like there's obviously we know lots of uh, chain restaurants or yeah 400 mm. million gyms franchises around the place or or the, a lot of people buy these franchises so yeah. i think it's a it's a pretty relevant topic yeah no it's a good topic definitely and and, and, and very topical at the moment as well yeah mm. there is a lot happening in the space mm. um there's good franchises and potentially some bad ones too so yeah some um, tricky ones but mm. it's a big opportunity for people who haven't run a business before to go out there and and do it well funnily enough that's what you guys were talking about earlier on is you know yeah. what type of business would you do and yeah. this certainly gives mm. people the opportunity to look at a range of different businesses True. Um, True. that are available and systems are there and mm. processes are there and support and and, yeah. and yeah. so forth. So and I think that's a good segue in, into kind of our first point that we're going to discuss, which is what's the uh, what's the benefit of buying a franchise a franchise versus mm. um, not like just starting from fresh somewhere. Well, I think one, you know, one of the the key things is that a lot of people they, they do want to work for themselves and and have their own business. And however, as we've spoken about, they don't have the the thoughts around what they're going to sell mm. or how they're going to do it. Or mm. and and that. And from a franchise perspective, it provides the systems, the setup, um, the purchasing as well. Um, if there's a lease involved, that can often yeah. negotiate the lease. So there's a lot of moving parts True. to buying a business and setting up a business uh, which are covered. Mm. And, um, mm. and, and it's often hard to get a business going um, with, without having the skills in all of those areas. And True. it really is a very tricky thing. So that's, that's one of the key reasons to, to look at a franchise. Um, and and it's um and it's not as reliant on as on the if, as opposed to buying a business from someone else on that business owner itself or mm, yeah. or the it's more reliant on the brand and and, mm, true. and the systems as opposed to the owner. So that's that to like me is that. a few of the mm. few of the points. I love that um, the aspect of the franchise where you can go from naught like zero to one hundred very quickly with your business, um, if depending on the type mm. of franchise that you're getting into, but. Um, basically, it's like plug in and be ready for the the ride. Oh, certainly, some franchises you can open, and on that day you're cash flow positive. Yeah. Um, mm. Others are not not as, but but it also depends on the price you're paying and the yeah. and the brand you're paying for and the systems yes. and so forth. But yeah. but certainly some you can plug in and, and within you go through your training and then once you've trained and you've taken control of that store or, yeah. or that operation, you, you can be trading positive that day. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Is that One of the scariest things about, as you kind of mentioned, starting a business is, is you know, where do you get that first sale from? Where you know, And if I set up a, a, a takeaway place called Dan's Restaurant, um, yeah, people are going to give it a try. But if I open yeah. up a McDonald's, people know what to expect. They know what food's there. They know yeah. what it costs. And yeah. they're going to drive in and get it. They know um, the brand. There's an yeah. established pricing system. That's right. Um, yeah. There's point of sale registers. There's systems yeah. behind yeah. ordering it. Yeah. All those products, are understanding mm. the costs, mm. um, rostering, mm. 
all of those challenges that you have. Yeah, um, it's actually amazing how many hours go into developing all of that mm. as well. So mm. overwhelming to try and do that yourself. Yeah. It would take you years, years and, and years. And some people might look at that and think, well, the opposite side of the coin there is that um, I'm stuck within a rigid system and there's yeah, no real yeah. flexibility. But yeah. I mean, that's just a trade-off that there's you have. There's pros and cons. Yeah. Oh, very much so. And franchising mm. is not for everyone. There's yeah. certainly people yeah. that, 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 that don't like yeah. following a system. Well, it's not mm. that they don't like it, but it's just not quite for them and they like yeah. to work outside the system. And really for them, franchising is not really the best spot because they'll just sure. end up in some type of conflict with, yeah. Yeah. with the brand because the brand wants consistency yes. and one system followed whilst... Um, yeah. It so relies it does, on it, yeah. It does. So mm. it suits, suits certain people and, and not, not everybody. Yep. Uh, for example, like... Um, managing your own social media could be something that could be quite difficult under a franchise, depending on which franchise you go with. But well, they might want to control the message that you're putting out there. Most most larger franchises actually control the social media. Yeah, so yes, exactly. then it becomes very v- vanilla, very bland social yes. media. It's, it's not so much a, it's not about you or your business. It's got to be about the brand, and, yeah. and that's where it is. Yeah, it is quite difficult. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's. Um, I think they're all pretty good pretty good places to start um so when apart from obviously whether or not it's the right choice for you what else would you be looking for when you're going in to buy a franchise when you're buying a franchise um you mean the process or 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 the brand itself or a a bit of everything like if i was thinking all right i'm going to go buy a franchise um i want to go start a business what would you be looking for in um both the brand or the process they have or the contracts they have or what are some of the things you'd be looking for i think that the key thing is is there's there's a few one is that you're comfortable with those that that operation of the business and the hours and the requirements and Mm. so does that business meet your your reason for going into the business so if you if you're wanting to achieve to spend time with your kids or, or um or work for yourself, or work really long, really hard, long hours. You've got to really go. Okay, what am I? What do I want to do? Yeah. And make sure that that business suits you, this, the the way that you want to operate. Because yeah. I've seen being in food, people say, oh, "I want to own my own business and be independent and and, mm. and flexible." But in food, it's seven days a week, it's twelve hours a day. Yeah. It's it's a big business, and and you can make a lot of money out of food, but you have mm. to be very hands on. And so mm. if, if that requirement doesn't meet what you're after then that's a key thing to start with so i think True. you've got to line the business up to suit to suit what you want to do yeah personal goals and business goals have to be in alignment yeah, yeah. And that, that's something that we do with a lot of businesses that we work with you know when we're doing a, a business plan or whatever the first thing we start with is well what's your goal what do you want mm. yeah and that might be they just want to get rich they want more time <laughs> we all want to be yeah, rich yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they want more time or they want just a bit of peace of mind and, and relax yeah um but you've got to choose the right business that suits you that. Do, you so do. if if your expectation is, you know, I want to earn seventy grand, be home by five o'clock, and you know, mm. not have too much stress, well then something like a restaurant might not be the best idea for you. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But then there's other businesses which are more service businesses, which yeah. you can then yeah. manage the flow of clients into you that you yeah. can do seventy grand and yeah. be home by five o'clock or whatever. Exactly. Time yeah. Around. So yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, the next thing is then understanding the brand and the and the and the culture and yeah. what goes on behind that business, and, yeah. and really feeling that that again that fits with you, uh, yeah. because you want to be again associated with people that 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 you can 
relate to but but feel comfortable with mm. and yeah. that they feel that you, you feel that they have your your back and and mm. that um and that you you're also trying to achieve similar goals mm. um so like an attitude match or a value match attitude value match i, I certainly think that's where franchising has come a little bit off the rails in the last couple, few years is when mm-hmm. the franchisor's values haven't really been yeah. aligned to to making sure the franchisees have been as successful so i think really sure. the, the bottom line is you want to understand that the franchise or has your has your back and yeah and, has, and, and wants has you your, to be successful and wants you to be successful yeah. not just another number in the game yeah mm. um and that does that does make it more difficult when the franchise systems gets bigger yeah. however you that will come by you speaking to other franchisees and understanding mm. what their relationship is like with the franchise or yeah. things like that so, so that's a, a question that i kind of have um sure when you are approaching one of these franchises, you know, obviously you're relying a lot on the information they're giving you mm, <laughs> to, mm. to buy into this thing. So if they yeah. say expected sales are probably going to be this, um, I mean, how, how would you be looking into that and knowing that these things are correct? Or would you, would you go approach other people who have franchised and oh, go you, see if the expectation you, meets you, reality? You or? have to meet the other yeah. franchisees and speak to yeah. them and, mm. and, don't, and don't go and see the ones that the franchisor says, oh, okay. go and see... Go pick some random ones. Yeah, go pick mm. some random Because in the d- disclosure document, they have to list all yep. franchises in there and, and then mm. select a few and mm. go and see them and go and have a look at their... their if you can go and see what how their business operate, go and have a look at them and see what they're like and mm. and then get to speak to the franchisee. You really need to... Because to, the, the franchises do cost more generally than a, mm. a standalone business and the yep. reason for yeah. that is for the systems and, and for the support. Mm. However, you are generally pushing out quite a few dollars and you mm. want to make sure that you're getting yeah and so would you speak to some local operators at the risk of them being competitors or oh for sure i, I don't think um i mean one thing about franchise systems is, is that um um it's about building the brand and and also they, they try and make sure that people aren't competing across territories if they yeah. have territories and they're mm. not competing sure. they don't have territories then but yeah absolutely speak to local guys and see how it's yeah. going and you really got to understand what's going on and i think that's key is mm. more the the communication or mm. conversations yeah because most franchises um i'm sure you've been to some great conferences in the past <laughs> as well because they throw like an annual party and um or maybe even a trip away and things like that so they do try and build that community sort of spirit amongst the franchisees oh sure they do and yeah. and um and that's important because you do want to be working together for the brand because at the end of the day it is about the brand because yeah. the brand is what drives the business mm. uh and and to, so you need the brand and then you need good, good operations so you yeah. want the two to be both working well together yeah um and and and, and that will drive the success of, of the business so yeah. you know happy operators and 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 a good brand is 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 a good result and so you have to really understand what's going on mm. in in the within the business mm. one thing that i know often turns people away from um buying a franchise is a lot of those costs like the the upfront fee yeah. and then a percentage of revenue or whatever going forward or just a, a royalty fee and then a marketing cost and all these things that they add up and they go geez how am i going to that's not doesn't seem right. Um, it can feel like a bit of a pyramid scheme. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I agree, and you yeah. and you really need to look at those costs, mm. and also 
uh, not only just the upfront cost, but the exit cost as well. Because yeah. sometimes there's an exit fee, mm-hmm. um, renewal of leases. Uh, do you need to upgrade yeah. your business on a renewal of a lease? Yeah. All of these things can, can cause... Can read cause, the fine print. Yeah, read, so you need to think about the exit of the... Like everything, mm. everyone always says you need to think about the exit of the business. You, again, you need to think about, mm. okay, if I exit this business in at the end of the lease, mm. um, what are the costs going to be on the exit? Mm. Um, what is my cash flow going to be if I've had to take out a loan? Mm. How much am I going to have to be repaid? There's mm. there's a lot of... But you're right, Dan, there's a lot mm. of costs involved. Yeah, and, and so some of the pitfalls for that, the things that people maybe should be aware of are just like the exit fees. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because that's something I probably wouldn't have thought of that you had to pay to stop. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I even know... Um, I've seen some clients with franchises. You can't sell the franchise at the end. You have to refranchise every three or four years. Mm. And that's more like petrol stations. But <laughs> um, there's not really a tangible thing you own. You, mm. You're more just purchasing the profit. That's of more, the business. A, more of an agency yeah. relationship as opposed to yeah, definitely. owning the business and the yeah. actual assets. Mm. And you can sell it if you're partway through a lease, say like a four to six year lease. And but two years in. You know there's only two years left and mm. the value of it is is very small compared to what you purchased mm. at the beginning. Mm. So you're not really going to get that capital income back. Mm. And I, I know there's some as well that, and this would happen all the time, like a... Uh, something rebrands they change the style and then you've got to renovate every so often and and you know who pays for that <laughs> yeah like mcdonald's is a great yeah. example of that they're they're always doing renos and adding new things oh they, they so. are mm. and and certainly uh mcdonald's i mean their revenues have been very very solid over mm. many yeah. years however they do have to invest serious money yeah. into their businesses yeah. and uh it's not always McHappy Day, I don't think. It's at those, <laughs> those franchise meetings. I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's coming classic. from an ex-competitor, CEO competitor. That's right. But, but I mean, we, I, you know, we have been a little bit, um, you know, we have been talking a lot about the cost of a franchise system. I, I think it's just making sure you have your eyes wide open when you're going yeah, in, and sure. you're not, and you're not. You, you know what's coming, and you know mm. what's there. Yeah, and you know and, you're going to make that money back. That's right. And, and I suppose it's like purchasing every business and you've really got to, I mean, you guys are accountants, you've got to look at the fine print, you've got to look at what's going on. Yeah. You've got mm. to really think this through mm. and not be um, you know, overwhelmed by the excitement of someone selling you a business and then you get into it and, you, and then you haven't quite considered all of the angles. And that's for a franchise business and a non-franchise business. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Any business, you know. Absolutely. Um, it's just doing your due diligence before you start anything. I mean, just... That's right. That's right. Mm. And, and And probably... One of the reasons we've heard so much about franchise systems is because it makes the news. It's easier to talk about than Joe Blow um, purchasing business from from Joe Blogs mm, and it not working out. Definitely, well, that's, mm. there's no press in that. But no. if it's a another brand involved, yep. then there's press. So yep. there, there's 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 these issues across a buying a business, whatever type of business. Mm. Absolutely, mm. and I just think you know there's no guarantee going in that it's going to be. Um, I guess it's going to make you rich or save you time or make your life easier. But, um, but you should really be conservative when you're thinking forward and thinking ahead, putting yourself in the shoes of owning that franchise. Um, the salesperson is going to pitch a certain level of income or mm. lifestyle and just maybe even just cut it in half. I mean, or even if it was <laughs> half of what they're saying, would I be happy with that? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things about a franchise system is you can compare, um, operation to operation and you can get a fairly good feel yeah. of okay that 
business does X amount and that business does X amount, then I should be able to achieve yeah. this yeah. if I, my operations are good. And that's yeah. the big if. Yeah. It comes around. So, so the one good thing about a franchise is I think you, as, as a person looking and it's a reason, you can, mm. within a range, predict a, a sales number. Yeah. Mm. And then it's then how good an operator am yeah. I to do that. Yeah. Now, the franchise system should be able then to train you and support you to turn you into a good operator. Yeah, mm. true. Um, so they're, they're the big benefits. And, mm. and when... And certainly I've seen in some of the businesses I've been involved in, I've seen some very, some franchisees do very well and be very wealthy. But at the end of the day, they, they knew what they were getting in, getting themselves mm. in for. They were mentally prepared to go yep. in and work hard and work these businesses well. Yep. Um, they understood the cost structure. They were good operators and uh, and they followed the systems. Yeah, follow the systems. Follow the systems. You got to live and breathe it. Yeah, you if you if you're buying it, you may as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what you're buying. You're, yeah. you're buying tested and proven yeah. systems mm. and and ways to do things that yeah. have proven to work mm. in the yeah. past. So that's why you're paying these fees, and that's yeah. the benefit that you so you true. end up with with income and costs that are predictable. That's exactly right. Yeah. So so you can predict these things. Mm. Um, it's just it's just. Um, if the model works. Yeah. And that's one of the key things. Which is why you should do your research. <laughs> We're yeah. back to research. <laughs> back to research. All about doing the research. Back to research. Uh, forward planning, forward thinking. Should you get into a franchise with a partner or a wife? Or, or a friend. Or, family, I suppose, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good question. I mean... Should I have, been, should I have gone into business with Dan? Is, is my no, real I, question. I, I, think <laughs> I told you it was a mistake at the time, Tim. <laughs> I, I'm looking at you two going, someone's going to luck out in this one. <laughs> Someone's gonna like. Yeah. I think, yeah, we were talking about exits. Um, any, every, we've all, I've always had a saying that a partnership is going to end at some point, yeah. and and it's going to end after one year or five years or ten years. But at some point, you two will decide you need to to go your own separate ways. Mm. Mm. Um, you are very young boys, twenty nine and. 29. Oh, 29, 29. Uh, yeah. uh, you look a bit older, Dan. <laughs> it's the, it's the, uh, the long beard I've got going at the I'm moment. I'm surprised. I've got a lot more greys than Dan. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, you guys at one point will, will need to go your own way and, yeah. and you need to, you guys need to have thought through, okay, how are we going to split the business up or well, whatever you true. need to do. Mm. This is true. And it's the same with, with any partnership because it will occur. Mm. You know, people have children, different phases in their lives. People mm. want to move. People get sick. Yeah, people get divorced. Yeah. So I think partnerships are very, very challenging. And if you go in with a mindset of, we know how to exit this partnership, then that that's yeah. fine. But I, I'm back to the original question. I don't think partnerships are a great, great option, mm. except for you two. Of yeah. Course. Well, <laughs> on us, I mean, the, the good thing uh, that Tim and I have going for us is that we've got we an iron, we have an ironclad agreement that I get ninety percent of everything <laughs> oh, if yeah. any of those things eventuate. So. I'll be fine. Right on. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> I don't remember signing that. Oh, you signed it. At least your computer signed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is why I'm only going to be here 10% of the time. Yeah, no, but I, Tim and I, I say this to clients all the time. We said it to ourselves. Um, working in business together, having that partnership is like a marriage. And, and yeah. sometimes things go well and mm. sometimes things sometimes don't go well. Sometimes it's more yeah. intense than a marriage. And, and as long as you plan for those things, you have open discussions, um, you have realistic expectations of who does what and what happens in that business, um, then it can, be go, it can be fine. But eventually, as you said, it will end. It can be fine. Um, I will kill Tim eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fa family, I think families are sort of similar, similar thing and yeah. possibly slightly more difficult because mm. 
okay, yeah, if you two did split up, you're not family. At the end yeah. of the day, you don't have to see each other every Christmas day. Uh, yeah, true, exactly. We're very, we have a very similar friends group. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who the friends keep, whether it be me or you. Yeah. Team Dan. Secretly, I've been working on them already. <laughs> I give them gifts every week. Yeah, no, I think you're right. With It is a bit harder with family that... Um, yeah, if that business breaks up, you've still got to mm. you still got to associate with each other mm. in some way. True. Yeah. And then onto a wife or husband, I think they're the best. Um, yeah. Best you can get. So yeah. I mean, if you've made that decision to work together, mm. then I've in most of the best franchise franchisees I've seen have been a husband and wife partnership. Really yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and one of them's generally the operator, and the other one's more of the systems type of person. Yeah, and, nice. and and so one's front of the house, one's back of the house. Cool. At the end of the day, and. And the two of them, they've obviously made that decision that we're going to operate this business, yep. mm. push it hard, and, and, and they have their own areas of expertise and mm. they stay in those areas and, and, and they do really well. And I've seen you know, some great, uh, great husband and wife partnerships and I think that's generally yep. the best. Mm. I would say franchise when you're operating a, and this is mainly from food, high intense business. Yeah, mm. true. Because I think you're both working towards the same goal at that point. It's you kind are. of inbuilt that you have the same objective. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because you've got the same family. You've got the same house that you're trying to pay off. You've got the same everything. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, and the same expectations. And so the same issues mm. hit both part partners. Yeah. They don't mm. hit one partner difference. So mm. true. That's the thing. Um, Usually goals will align for mm. both yes. the husband and the wife yeah. as well. But it was in mortgage breaking where I saw more partnerships. Okay. And that was where I saw more people where... One was always, one was always earning more than the other partner. There's always yeah. one partner bringing more revenue than yeah. the other, yeah. 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 and yeah. that caused that friction. friction. I think friction. If, you just, if you just have, I know something that Tim and I have done in the past is we've we've laid out the objectives, um, and if you have an open discussion about, okay, well, if someone is bringing in more, or if this happens, what happens, yeah. and you lay it all out, and and you say in this scenario, let's say for whatever reason, Tim brings in twice as much income as I, then we know that, okay, well, we're going to have a bonus scheme. Yep. Eventually, Tim will get more. The profit would be less. The split at the end would be less to me, but more to Tim. Nice. Fine. Yeah. Perfect. Well done. Great. Um, <laughs> but that's that's a discussion you need to have before have you go into that. Because yeah. um, if, you, if you do it at the time, mm. one person's going to be defensive and one person's going to want the money mm. <laughs> and that doesn't work well. Yeah. yeah. Unless you've specifically agreed that the one yeah. person will be the... The front person, yeah, and this is particularly in service franchises where it is a very sales orientated business where you are out there yeah. driving it. Um, if you have one person at the front, one person at the back, and you've agreed that, that's fine. But if mm. you're both supposed to, yeah, catch and kill your your prey, then mm. then that's where it becomes a bit more difficult. Yeah, so, definitely. Divide the roles. Divide the roles. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, divide the roles at the end of the day. So, mm. so there's if that if that works for you guys. So, um, Dan. Um, hearing we have to get married and uh, decide who the husband and the wife's going to be. <laughs> so I think we know. <laughs> I've listened to a couple of podcasts. I think I know as well. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with whatever I am. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, whatever I am, I'm fine with it. <laughs> so, Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So yeah, spoken by a true male feminist. <laughs> <laughs> So we've heard a lot in the media lately. We alluded to it earlier that there has been, you know, some franchises and things that haven't particularly gone well or or whatnot. Um, is it a good time to get into the franchising business? That's not franchising your own business, but buying a franchise. 
I think now's as good a time as any. Um, mm. If anything, the Senate inquiry last year mm. uh, came came out with a lot of recommendations. It cool. was 65. Mm. We haven't seen any of them. Um, we haven't seen the, the government respond to those recommendations mm. yet. And I'm surprised actually they haven't responded yet because it's... Yeah. In light of everything else that's been yeah, happening. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose they've had a few other things on their plate. <laughs> um, and, um, but yeah, now's as good a time as any. I, I think that um, some of the, the poor operators have been called out quite, mm. and, um, and, uh, and I think that comes a little bit back to the comment I said originally around culture and understanding the purpose of that franchisor and what they're about and, and mm. do they see um, their future in the... In the um, in the performance of the franchise, because I think we can safely say say that R of G didn't have that those mm. values. They didn't have that attitude, mm. and, and they saw the value in a sign up fee or something like that. That's yeah. right. Oh, they, well, they were they yeah. they were churning their. Yeah. I mean, it, it states in the Senate inquiry they were churning mm. their, their 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 franchises. So that's horrible. That is it so is. horrible. And and um, you know the the Senate inquiry actually had a whole chapter on on R of G in there. So certainly you got to understand the the the. Uh, the attitude mm. of the franchisor and, and, and 90, like most people in life, most people are pretty decent and mm. most franchisors are pretty decent and they're out mm. there wanting to grow your business in their own. Mm. And, um, so I think, yeah, in answer to your question now is as good a time as any. Mm. Um, certainly uh, I'd have a look at the industry, so make sure you're comfortable with the industry that you're looking at and, mm. yeah. and go forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it just all comes back down to the same thing we've said all the way along. Just do your research. Mm. Go visit them. Go talk to them. See if they fit your values, what you're doing. Um, you know, if they're just constantly selling you that you're going to make millions of dollars and um, they just yeah. seem like salesmen, then it might not be unreal. a good culture. If it sounds <laughs> yeah. too good to be true, yeah. it probably is. We know the answer, though. Yeah. 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 Um, it's going to feel right. right. So the other side of this coin... Franchising your own business. Yeah, that's mm. a really that's um, interesting th- perspective. This could be a podcast in itself. I it think. Could. Oh, um, Maybe we could do a little preview. Yeah, and get Ian back to talk about bit franchising bit your own a business. Preview. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, um, good idea. Bad idea. Too hard. Do Ooh, it. It's so <laughs> expensive. Uh, um, sort of yes and no to many of those questions. Yeah. So, yeah. so really, again, we come back to what do you want to do to get out of your business? So, mm. if you're running. Um, an accounting firm in Wyong and, mm. and you want to put a branch into Gosford, mm. into the entrance, into... Um, There's no Lake other places. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> There's no other places. There's anyway, no other places. Yeah. So, in the Central Coast area, I wouldn't yeah. recommend franchising that because it's in yeah. one little area that you guys mm. can manage and you guys can... However, if you, if you want to build a hundred... Yeah. A hundred Office, loca- uh, office business and you mm. want it throughout Australia and you want to grow it quickly and, mm. and that's your vision and you've got a big vision, then, then franchising is certainly the, the best way to do that. Yeah. Um, one, it brings in access to, to capital. That, mm. that, um, mm. And that's really a big thing about franchising. It brings capital in mm. uh, and it gives you that, that ability to, to grow a business quickly. However, it is expensive to get it, to get yeah. it going the systems and the training yeah. and, mm. and and all that work. However, yeah. um, so I, I would say that if you have big, big plans and franchising is certainly the way to go. If you're mm. yeah. undecided about what you want to do with your business, then then I would keep it as an owner, mm. owner yeah. business until you until you have those, those plans. I think there's that element of control factor too. Yeah. Um, if you really want to control the brand and control the quality of the service mm. too, I feel like franchising is probably a better option than say like a joint venture or... Um, or like an equity share in other people's businesses. 
um, using your brand or? Well, I think one of the best franchise systems is is actual the franchise or joint venturing with a franchisee. Oh, cool. In every they have a stake in each. They have a stake in every single sort of a hybrid. Yeah, that's right. So Mm. they actually have a stake in every single location, which gives them skin in the game. Mm. Yeah. So they're invested like in that. your success then as well. Very, yeah. very invested. Yeah. And so they pay like you it. as the owner as, as a salary of whatever mm. you guys have yep. agreed and then you've effectively split the profits 50-50. Is there many doing that? Do you know? Um, I only know of one that was doing it. I don't know if they're doing it now, but it was an Australian... Um, uh, let me come back to you on that. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> but there was one. Yeah, there Australian was one. La- la- Laser Clinics. Australian uh, Laser, laser Clinics. Ah, uh, yeah. They, 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 was, they were certainly doing sure. it. And I'm, I'm assuming they're still doing it because mm. that model was, yeah. I know it was very successful for, wow. for them earlier on. Mm. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's I like a, it. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Obviously, as you said, it it probably really depends on the type of business you have as well. I mean, if, if you're in a business that Tim kind of alluded to earlier that is very much based on your personal effort and skills and based all around you, then it's probably not something you can franchise easily because you're going to need someone else to be you. (laughs) But if it's systemized, if it's something that you can repeat, Mm. then you're probably a business that is open to franchising. For sure. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 True. True. Because it's hard to replicate something that's purely based around a service that you do. And that goes for like any business, doesn't it? If you're Mm. trying to sell your business, Mm. it shouldn't be tied to you and and people wanting to see you. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's a very key point is, is because if the value is sitting in you, then... You're not really building yeah. an asset then either, yeah. You're not. Yeah. Mm. No, you're not. You're not. So, so franchising is is and it is expensive to 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 set it up and yeah. set up all the processes and the compliance and the, mm-hmm. all the documentation and getting the legals in place and, mm. and things like that. So, I think I think you need to probably put aside, mm, I'd say between sixty to one hundred grand to to, mm. to, to get, get that to get that up and mm. running, which is a fair bit of. Fair, fair whack, fair yeah. Whack and that's probably not even considering just hiring people and no, that's, having support that's, staff. That's and really documentation. Yeah, just that's just documents and legal. Yeah, documents yeah. really, and get, getting a franchise system in place. Yeah, but you do. But you would recover that pretty quickly yeah. if you got two or three franchises going. So you would recover yeah. that within within yeah. a few. Yeah. yeah. You, you also really need to make sure that those things are there and in place because if things go wrong, I mean, it's it's your brand that you're then letting other people use, mm. which yeah, is absolutely. a big risk for, you, for your, a successful business that you've yeah. built. Yeah, yeah. and. and you, those first few that you make need to be good uh, mm, because yeah. otherwise you, you're, you're forever chasing your tail. So yeah. your first few that you get going are really very, True. very key to success. You want them to be your f- flagship stores almost. You do. You need yeah. them to be flagship. You yeah. need them to, to, to grow really, yeah. really well. So you've got to find the right people you to do. start those franchises. You, you can't, you've got to mm. find... It's got to be really, really yeah. good. You're almost recruiting a buyer. So it's almost <laughs> almost a good argument then to do that model that you were talking about with your a joint venture maybe in the first yep. few stores to make True. sure you get the flow going and make sure you know what happened and then maybe you could fully franchise it out after that. That's another idea. I, I, I like the joint venture model, whether mm, it's, yeah. you know, it's, and, and it needs to be, I think from the franchise I was mm. perspective, you need to have 50%. You can't mm. own, you can't be a minority shareholder. Yeah. If you're going to go in as a shareholder, you need to be mm. at 50. Mm. Um, I think it's, I think it's, a, I think it's a good concept, but it, and that, again, that really shows that you, mm. you're invested in, the, in yeah. the success of that business. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. No, I think that's I really like interesting. It. I think, um, I think there'd be plenty more to talk about on the, on the topic, but um, I think that's a good overview to start with. Mm. I think it's one thing that um, Ian would be able to 
give us an insight into next time would be the sort of reporting franchises might want to see yeah. as well if you're setting up a franchise oh, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah what sort of info you want to be getting from your franchisees yes yeah. and, and, and round the other way what info are you providing to your franchisees from an operating perspective yes. Yes. So, yes. so that's 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 and the benchmarking mm, of, of franchise. Well, it it yeah. would be really interesting no, to know interesting. both as a franchisor and a franchisee, is that, or how, how is my particular franchise going um, across, you know, compared to the averages around? Yeah. Like, am I performing under? Am I performing over? Am I going better yeah. or worse? Or all these things would be just, mm. you'd want to know that. You'd think so, but it's funny how many franchisees don't want to know that and, and no, aren't really. that interested in... in in how others are going. Wow. It's, really? It's quite, yeah, People it's are funny with their info, aren't they? They're like, very funny with their yeah, info. and yeah. um, I'd want to know. Me yeah. too. But some franchise systems are very good at sharing mm. um, yeah. and having that culture of sharing and mm. best practice and how do yeah. I help you out. Yeah. And others are just so so tight in their sharing of information. And it is very interesting. It's very... Mm. And I've been in, in systems that have been both where, where they've been very, very good at sharing and others mm. are just... And, and it's really, again, it's about the benefit of the, the franchise system. And yeah. Mm. I can see your benefit. I mean, uh, I think it would yeah. help me. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. We speak to other accountants all the time. Yeah, we do. And it's so it's, valuable. Yeah, some people don't like to uh, don't like being embarrassed by having mm. poor yeah. numbers showing. And I mean, yeah. if, if, it's, if it's not... Um, I could understand it just being kind of aggregated and saying, on average, here's how all the stores do and this is where you are on that. Um, but that's shown to you. Yeah. Or there's it's the other side of it, which could be here's how everyone's going. <laughs> this yeah. is how the guy at Tugra's doing versus the guy at Erina. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's another that's another thing. But yeah, fascinating. I think we can talk about that later. Yes. Um, absolutely. On an unrelated note, um, we are franchising the Too Drunk Network. <laughs> uh, if if you want a Too Drunk real estate agents, Too Drunk uh, uh, psychologists. Have you got good systems in place? Great systems, yeah. We'll provide you with a roadcaster, <laughs> yep. three microphones, and, and a shirt. Uh, and a shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll try and get better cords for you than the uh, crappy microphone cords that we have. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll update that. Yeah. <laughs> also, the agreement will be on the back of a napkin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. A lot of goodwill in that. Back yeah, back. a lot of good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for that, uh, Ian. I think that was a, a good, uh, yeah, a good introductory uh, lesson into franchises. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Tim. Really good to be yeah. to join you guys. That's yeah. the end of our main topic. <sighs> Quickly on to other things. Yeah, Tim, do you have another things. thing? Uh, my other thing is, is Paul Kelly released the greatest hits album. You much of a Paul Kelly fan? Man? Yeah, I, I like Paul Kelly. Yeah. Um, no, I do. I think he's, he's a great, great musician, and yeah, and, uh, he's done a lot of. A lot of good stuff. Mm. So many albums. And um, so I was listening to it just before. And mm. there's a lot of songs that I knew, obviously. Mm. But um, there was heaps of songs that I was hearing for the first time mm. from like an album in 1998 or things like that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, mm. get onto it. Did you hear he released a cookbook? No. It's all about like sauces and stuff. Really? Called, uh, How, How to, to Make, make Gravy. gravy. <laughs> <laughs> I see that coming. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's uh, right into it. My other thing this week is a podcast. I don't know if you guys are fans of the TV show The Office. Ever watched The Office? Yes, right. yes love it. So Particularly the, the American one. Yeah, so the yeah. US one. Um, so the, the the actresses that play Pam and Angela on the podcast mm, have just mm. made a uh, sorry on the show have made a podcast. Oh, cool. Right. Called Office Ladies. Really? And, and what they oh, do right. yeah. is every week they watch an episode of The Office and talk about it. 
And so they're starting at the very first episode of the show all the way through to the finale, one episode a week. I love that. That's That's a great idea. Yeah, so they just talk about like behind the scenes stuff or they talk about what they were doing during that episode or just little funny tidbits, things they noticed while they were re-watching it since they haven't seen it in like 15 years kind of thing when the first season came out. So good. Yeah, yeah it's, I, I'm liking it. It's really interesting. It's more, it making me want to go back and watch the episodes after yeah. I listen to them. Yeah. So that's been good. Well, funnily enough, I've just recorded all of um, Seinfeld and The Office. Oh, yeah? And I'm just slowly pushing through. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Tim did that with the off- uh, Seinfeld I'm, recently. I'm working yeah. through Seinfeld as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I got into um, Curb Your Enthusiasm first which is Larry David's show that he brought out. And Larry David, co-creator, co-writer of Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Mm. He pretty much is George in Seinfeld. He wrote himself into it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, awesome show. Where are you up to with it? Um, In about season six, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think you're ahead of me. So Okay, well, next time we catch up, we're going to have a chat about it. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to break down some Seinfeld. Uh, so is that your other thing, the, the Seinfeld oh, in the office? I, I suppose no. My other thing, which is probably quite boring, but, but we've been talking about business, right? And, yeah. And uh, I just love the podcast, which you guys have probably touched on some. How I built this. Yeah, I listen to that. Okay. And it is, it, it does really give you an insight into, you know, what is required to, to build mm. a big, to build a good business, and cool. and the, the the work and effort, and and every single one you listen to. Except for probably one, which was um, uh, one of the computer ones back in the eighties, where they did a hundred million in the first year. Oh. Yeah, I think that was. Um, it wasn't Dell, but it was. No, it wasn't Dell. It, it was, was um, not IBM. Oh. No. Yeah. no, he came from IBM. The guy came right. from IBM. Compaq. Compaq. Yeah, Compaq. And yeah. and he said in his first year they did a hundred million. Million, yeah. <laughs> Oh my but aside from him, yeah. most of the being a, a slow, well, you yeah. know, build and yeah. amount of effort. And, and I, you know, I think for people out there that are thinking about business, it gives you a great insight into mm. into what needs what to be takes. done. That's cool. And, and the setbacks and along the way. That's right. I'm and sure the setbacks yeah. and how they've pushed through it. And, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, I, I, I've never listened to it. I oh, listen to it. Really yeah. good. Okay. They repeat episodes a lot, but occasionally there's new ones that come out. And yeah, I've listened to a lot of them. They're really good. They're really good. Mm. Where, fun fact, we're actually kind of blatantly ripping off how I built this on this podcast where we're going to, I don't know if we've told anyone this before, but... I don't even know if I know about this. Well, we're going to be interviewing small business owners and talk ah. about how they built their small ah, business. Yes. Um, so it's not... We did discuss this. The end of the story is, you know, they sold out for a hundred million and now, <laughs> you know, they're an angel investor, which yeah. is the end of most how I built yeah. this episodes. Yeah. But um, this is going to be more about just what, when you started your small business what are the things that you had to tackle and, and how yeah. did it work? So we've got the first couple lined up, um, which will be just little extra episodes of the podcast. Oh, that's excellent. Mm. Good stuff. Good local stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Yeah. We're actually Definitely. starting off with uh, with cats. Oh, yeah. We're going to get, <laughs> get, get my on. dad on. <laughs> <laughs> that is the plan for the first episode. Yes. Mm. Right. Yeah. That'll be good. Looking forward to that. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, um, Follow us on Instagram at Two Drunk Accountants. I'm um, may write back, yeah. maybe not. No solid promise. No solid promise this week. We, we'll bring it back in a future week, but you should follow us anyway. And you can always unfollow and refollow will. again. We probably will message you. A few people did that this week. They unfollowed and refollowed, so we <laughs> can send them a message. Um, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Two Drunk Podcast. Send us an email Two Drunk Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook Two Drunk Accountants. Write to us on any of those. But most of all. Give us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening because it helps other people find the podcast. Definitely. And um, I suppose if 
if anyone has a question for Ian, should we, about franchising or oh, if, if they just contact you, in, you, yeah, yeah, just contact you guys us. and we'll message, get you in touch with Ian. Message you guys on, yeah. your, on your Instagram account. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll, we'll introduce you to Ian, <laughs> legendary <laughs> Ian, and uh, he can tell you all about franchising. <laughs> all right, thanks everybody. <laughs> thanks, Tim. Thanks, Dan. No worries. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> thanks, Bye. Guys.